And welcome everyone to another adventure into reality. I'm joined by my international traveling co-host, Kathy Ma. Hi, great to be here. Gong Hei to you and everyone else out there on the welcoming this special day, Chinese New Year. And, and you and I, before the show, we were talking about some of the other traditions, and I was telling you about the, the Greek red egg where they knock the red eggs for Easter. I know. I've never heard of that before. That's just amazing. I'm definitely going to try it. So today we are going to be taking collars, and, and the wheel of collars has already gone super fast. We've got about a bunch of people trying to call in. They were uh, what we'll just say people trying to get extra credit. The phone <laughs> numbers to call in are 347-688-2902. Once again, 347-688-2902. And the alternative number, in case there's something going on and you're having issues with an AT&T cell phone, 956 956- Two one seven zero two six one. Yes, we need two phone numbers for the amount of people that are calling in. <laughs> and look at that. Our first caller is here, Kathy. 720, your name and where you're calling from? 720, are you there? Are you out there? Hi, Hi, your name and where you're calling from? Hi, uh, Ray in California. Ray in California. Hey, hey, Ray. We have we have somebody before you. So seven two zero. Your name and your where you're calling from. I'm uh, Steve. Uh, this is uh, Stephen Man. Your name's Steve? Dave. Are you there? Hello. Yep, we can hear you. Where's your name and where you're calling from? I'm Steve from Denver. Steve from Denver. How you doing today? Right on, Andrew. It's- I'm so happy to have gotten through. Well, you were the first caller, so what kind of questions do you want to ask today? Well, awesome. I've got a couple, like, general questions about myself, and then I've got maybe like a uh, rapid fire on some physical issues and symptoms that I have that I'm discovering are related to, you know, the spiritual nature, contracts, or past lives, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So what's the first question you want to ask? Uh, first question... Throughout my life, um, there's been just this dark cloud over me, and um, I just wonder, where is that coming from? You know, it's manifested like just absolute despair, you know, fetal position, worthlessness feeling, and I would like to find out what that is and shed that up so I can experience some uh, So when you say fetal position, are you saying you're laying in your bed with your knees knees pulled up and your legs and your arms holding them in? Right. And how often are you doing this? Well, it's been a little while um, that it's been that acute. Your revocations have helped a lot. Yeah. Usually when, when I experience people that are going through this, and, and it does happen, it means at a, at a very young age there was a high amount of, of negligence in spirituality when dealing with a baby. So it's not the physical negligence, it's the spiritual negligence of what was going on with the baby. Um, it involves birth trauma. The, we went through the birth canal. It was far more difficult for you this lifetime than it was other lifetimes because the amount of spiritual debt that you came through and the particular spiritual debt that you came through was 
Um, there were other lifetimes in which you did some very negative esoteric practices to other beings who are now bound to you this lifetime to live vicariously through you. So you are a single-souled being, but you have, let's just say, some attachments that came with through you through birth, the actual birth canal with you. So they're linked to your DNA lineage, and they are astral entities who do not have a immigration date. They're just kind of stuck in the astral worlds until their color experience comes to be on the surface of the earth. And until that time, they're they're kind of just stuck, and they can become tricksterish they can become negative and then they eventually get kicked out of astral cities and they try to make their own little astral houses in and around you and when you fall into the fetal ball that is them coming into your energy field and taking over your parasympathetic which has access to all your mystical skills and once that happens they live the dream world while you are stuck in your in your fetal ball in your fear mode, and they get to use your dreaming body and experience the surface of the earth. And this is why the contract revocations have given you some form of pause in what's going on, because those beings um, must respond to your sovereign free will. They're, they're still linked through the DNA lineage in the astral world, and if they don't, they'll break universal law and they will lose their any future immigration date, because they're still at a process where they they they're trying to do no harm but because they still have a, an an astral ego of not being in the surface world believing that they should be do you understand that yeah somewhat often we listened to that a few times but yeah it makes some sense so when you were reading the uh, the contract revocation did you find yourself crying spontaneously or becoming emotional um yeah i did experience some of that yeah and, and was it was it in the divine feminine or the masculine government? Where did it come from? Um, most of mine, I think, was in the uh, probably the masculine and the government. Okay. So, did you serve in the military? No, not this no. life. No, not this life. So, you you now are having some medical issues that are coming up. You said. Well, yeah, I've had some stuff from. Um, well, let's, let's, what's the remedy for that then? Just continue on these uh, revocations? It has to do with the medical issues. This is the manifestation after years of being damaged astrally okay. and physically. You, you, we have to know what the manifestation is, even if it's toenail fungus. I mean, believe it or not, toenail okay. fungus is, is relevant of, of astral entities trying to disconnect you from the earth. Okay, very good. Well, that's cool because I, I recently... I had a soul reading, and uh, my back kind of realigned. So to jump back, first one of the first symptoms I ever had was in eighth grade. I'm 52 years old now, and I was in eighth grade, and my back went out in gym class. So I was hanging from the chin-up bar, and my back went completely out. I couldn't walk for a week. Everybody thought I was faking. And so that's the first um, symptom I had, a lower back. And that continued out through the rest of your life? That has, right, working construction and stuff, it's, uh, it's come up. Like I said, I had this soul reading just now, or a couple of days ago, and it like felt like it wanted to go out, and it like kind of realigned. So it definitely had something to do with, um, 
you know, past yes. life. What, 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 what's going on is, is the entities that came through. So when you were a baby between one month old and 36 months old, three years, you, you suffered extreme spiritual traumas and your parents had no idea what was going on. They thought it was teething. They just thought it was childhood stuff. But in fact, it was um, entities taking over your body while you were trying to figure out how to, you know, suck on your fingers and stuff like that. And altering um, neuro, neuropathic energies that were being created by the new being that was you. And this created a disconnection in your lower back muscles as well as a disconnection to your lumbar. Um, so that right there was to essentially split the body in half so that you have the upper body and the entities can use the lower body, which ultimately is to direct the angle of which you're walking so that your brain is not in line with your spine which again gives these entities more opportunity to slip into the parasympathetic side, your subconscious, so that they can be like a remote controlling of you. And they would be viewing whatever you're going through in your physical body as part of your subconscious. So the contract revocations for government and, and the masculine, they affected you. That The first level is it, it said no to them. And once you say no to an, uh, an astral being that has, has astral ego, it, it goes into a deeper form of ego where it's going to try to justify its other actions to continue its ability to go beyond your no. So every time you use a contract revocation that says forward and backwards in time, I break all contracts, vows, and agreements, any of those entities that are working with you have to take a pause and go back into their astral reality and figure out how to abuse you at a different level. And this is where you need to create energetic ceremonies that raise your physical level of energy so that a negative being is no longer a match for your volume of density of light. Their goal is to make sure that you do not have light inside your body. So for you, meditating in the sun, sun gazing, very important for you during this next four or five week process where you're going to decide how much do I want to expel these entities that have been inside me for a very long time. Yes, well, that just rings out, Andrew. Right. And, and that comes down to the colon cleansing, which if you've listened to this show, you know 90% of the people that, have, that are, are at that stage where they know they're awake and never want to go to sleep, cut health, gut health is the most important thing that you do for spiritual hygiene. Yeah. So have like you done colonics? I have not. I've just been like a vegetarian for a long time. You know, so do you eat like fish or cheese? Part. Uh, not too much. A little bit of cheese now and then. Okay, that's, that's doing, fine. Yeah. And, and, and that's it, raw food. That's that's the best way. You know, uh, a reminder that you have to keep up on your protein because protein allows you to build kundalini. So that's one of the reasons many people switch to meat because it raised their kundalini a little different if the animal was in a scenario. But for you, your diet's fine. You just need to clear out what was in there early in your life and many yeah. many many people no matter what they do even on a raw vegan diet they still will retain tremendous amounts of stuff so like many other people go and do a set of six colonics it's going to really okay. change the way your your back pains appear and disappear that's awesome so, yeah, that's, and then the fire ceremonies those are necessary where you read the contract revocations <laughs> out to them because the fire is giving you universal energy, elemental energy to empower that no 
in forwards and backwards in time. Awesome. Okay, I want to bring Kathy. Hold on, I want to bring Kathy in here real quick as, as she has another perspective about your energy and what's been going on. Fantastic. Uh, hi, Steve. Um, I hi. look at your energy, and I I do see the deep depression energy that you're talking about. Um, it looks very heavy to me, and you know, some days you'll feel it denser than others. I yeah. do think that the uh, fire ceremonies would be a great thing, that what Andrew suggested, f- to help you lift up some of that energy off you and dissipate it. I also would like you to spend more time on an outdoorsy kind of um, relaxing uh, type situation if possible. In other words, like, um, you know, take a drive, look at the countryside, walk in a park, uh, walk somewhere a bit more secluded, just try and get one with nature, you know, that kind of uh, vibe. Because the more that you do that, the more that you will find that it's harder for energy to stick to you. Because so something about outdoors and you and ground, um, literally dirt, trees, leaves, that is very renewing for you. So the more that you can access those kind of things and embrace it for yourself, the more you'll feel a bit lighter. I mean, you know, it won't happen overnight, but every time you can do it and you feel a bit lighter, the dense, heavy, depression, yucky energy will start to dissipate bit by bit till one day you get to a point where you're just like, oh, you know. Yeah, that's wonderful. You're a very earthy kind of person, so anything that you do that is earth-related will be um, absolutely fantastic for you because it's that calming and that re-energizing. Because when your own energy is re-energized and, let's say, operating at a more full power, you will find that it's very, well, not very, but it's much more difficult for other things to to hang around you. Because imagine it's like a, a shining light at the moment. If I looked in the sky and I saw you, you'd be like one of those stars that's just like 10 trillion miles away. I can barely see you. But the more that you ground yourself around nature and the more that you just regroup that and regenerate your own energy, the brighter and brighter your light or the star looks. So if you can visualize it, teeny-weeny light like a, a pinpoint right now versus you want to become like the northern star. Is that a good analogy for you? <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> but the the good thing about all this is it's highly possible, you know, and definitely follows the things that Andrew has said and then also focus on just the everyday environment. If you're in an area where you can't access a lot of outside or trees or, you know, your work's in the way, then if nothing else, make yourself a little garden somewhere in the house, you know, do the best you can with what you have to work within. Beautiful. And also with with your uh, back pain, to me, I also see a lower part of your, um, other part of your body gets highlighted, which is around, I suppose it would be your colon kind of area. Um, So I know you, you said you're vegetarian, you eat fairly well, but... I think you really should consider what Andrew's talking about, about the colonics, because I see blockages. Um, and at this point, it's just uncomfortable and not super healthy in terms of colon health. But the area is being highlighted to me because 
it's like a, it's like an early warning sign. You need to deal with with this sort of stuff so that it does not become something else. Right. Yeah, I and, hear rumbling in, in my like sacral area, blowing mm. the navel all the time. Yeah, and to me that looks like blockages. You know, and at the moment it's more like a just a physical blockage which you can get rid of, um, and that's an ideal scenario to be uh, attending to it now, because when that becomes something uh, more intense, then your remedies uh, choices get more limited. So if you think about uh, spring cleaning and just do some spring cleaning, you will find that that area, uh, not only will you feel lighter, but to me, when I look at your energy often, and it's not necessarily what related to when you eat, but you feel like it's full. It's not swollen, but it's like, um, uh, it's like having polystyrene there, you know? <laughs> I could only describe it like that. Whereas if you can clear that out, you, you, you'd even look at your own body and think, oh, you know, why is that flatter? And it's not because it's, you know, fat or weight gain anything. It's just that there's inside everything is, if you can imagine, it's just blocking up. And so you just got like an energy there that makes you feel um, blocked. Um, oh. Yeah, I can't really describe it in a very good way, but that's sort that's of the, the way that I... <laughs> I'm kind of feeling it in your body. <laughs> yeah. So would this all relate to, I have like tinnitus, um, hip pain, and real stiff hamstrings, and asthma. I mean, this would go a long way to addressing all, all that. The stuff. asthma, the hamstrings are all interrelated to your tailbone and lumbar um, being disaligned from the entities, and then the food that you took on top of it over the last, you know, year, 40 plus, 50 plus years of your life has created the physical blockage in the DNA technology. And, and there's something I want to address, and this may, this may set off a little bit of firestorm when it comes to people that are, are raw vegetarian. And the people that are the meat eaters, we all know about, you know, angry meat or meat that's been treated, mistreated, and you go to eat it. That happens to vegetables, too. And yeah. we must see the two sides of extremes here. And there are times you buy vegetables and you think, you know, they're great and they're beautiful, but the person that picking them was, it was a disaster of a person. Yeah. Or the person that was the truck driver, so on and so forth. And they, they are batteries of energy. So it's really, really, really important that you begin a process of clearing your food whether you're just a raw vegan or you're, you're a meat eater or you're an omnivore in between, clearing the food of anything else that is not of your divine co-creative highest light. So is this a slow ceremony for eating type thing, like Reiki maybe and stuff like that? Well, you can do Reiki on it. It's about the, the, the individual heart space words that you're giving it. An example is... At this ever-present moment in time when I am making an I am choice to eat food, before this process, I bring my signature frequency of energy to the life force of these vegetables who are going to be entering my life force itself. I ask that the original procreator seed of this original vegetable and food that is coming into me return to its sacred neutral position of doing beauty and joy any perverted attachments that came from impressions from the external world are now removed and are now a match for my signature frequency of light and co-creation. Yeah. 
Beautiful. And how does that address the tinnitus? The tinnitus is actually coming from the fact that you have spirit guides that are trying to break through the wall of the subconscious. Wow, that's been going on for years. Yeah, that means you have a whole bunch of spirit guides that are knocking on the door, and what's going on is you think of it like a long hallway with 20 doors in it, and you're door number 9, and door number 15 is knocked, but inside door number 9, you hear door 15 being knocked on. Okay. Like thin, thin walls, and you can even hear through the walls what's going on other times. That's called bleed through. And the like more you do contract, the more you do contract revocations, and the more you do the detox, the the tinnitus will <clears throat> be more and more and more. And what it's doing, instead of twenty doors in the hall, it's reducing it to three or four doors in the hall. And then you'll have to make a choice by making something a sacred moment in a ceremony, so you choose the right spirit guide door, and no longer of those alternate entities that came in. Oh, that's beautiful. Hey, man, and then last night I. I don't know how much time I have left. I had this crazy dream. I was dreaming about like being in an Indian, like a Native American Indian. That's past life energy thing. coming through. And that's when you okay. were part of the, the Cherokee tribe. Um, and you were a special form of tracker and survivalist. And you were a shaman at it. So you were trained very, very young. And you were learned basically to track birds in the sky and squirrels in the tree. And it wasn't for the purpose of hunting. It was to understand that there were synchronicities going on in nature, and if you could track one particular squirrel and one particular bird, it would give you a type of omen. And that omen would lead you to track a spirit entity who was actually leaving f psychic footprints. And you would track these psychic footprints to a very powerful place of high energy, and then the totem being would come become physical and teach you something special that you would then take back to the tribe. Well, let, let, let me share with you then. So I saw... I was dreaming there was like this platter or pillow, real ornate, that, uh, and then I kind of woke up and I saw a woman at the end of the bed holding that platter. It was an Indian tribal woman. And then she like ducked down to the left of the bed and then my cat jumped up. And I've like channeled this cat before. Does the cat have anything to do with that? Yes, it does. And it has to do with the energy of the totem itself. It's trying to tell you it can represent itself as a human being, but it would prefer to be represented as a teaching animal of a cat. Oh. All right, brother, so we've got to move on to the next caller, but this has been really fun. Blessing to you. May, may bring blessing to you, too, guys. Thank you so much. All righty. We're going to move on to the next caller. Next caller is 818. The name, your name and where you're calling from? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, your name and where you're calling from? Janet, I'm calling from Los Angeles. Janet from Los Angeles, welcome to the show. What kind of questions do you want to ask today? Well, I am very nervous because it's my first time calling and I'm not really aware of the things that are happening, but maybe they're, they're there for a reason. Um, one of the questions I want to ask is uh, my husband passed away on April this year. Okay. Hey, that is our break music. Hold on to this line, and we'll be back in about three minutes, and we'll, we'll get into you. And welcome back, everyone. Janet, are you there? Yes, I'm here. So you were, you were, you were going on with your story. Go ahead and finish what you were saying. Yeah, um, so um, where I left out, um, 
I, my, my husband passed away on April uh, 15, and to me it was very, you know, something very shocking. Um, and I, I know he was trying to uh, tell me something. I know he had some last words to say, and I can see it through. Um, I can, I can, I can see that. I don't know what was his last words, and and he, I want to know if it's okay. I don't know. Okay. So, so he, how did he pass away? Uh, he had a brain aneurysm. So suddenly he was just gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to bring Kathy in here for a second and, and speak to you first as I tune into your energies a little bit more. Um, I think this is going to be something very, very powerful for you that's said between both me and Kathy. Mm. Jenna, how old was he when he passed away? In 71. Mm. Much older than me. Mm. When I look at your energy, I would say that one of the first things I do see about you is, you know, the state of shock that you're still in. Um, obviously, it was very shocking how it happened. Um, and when you have such a sudden passing away of anyone that's close to you, it's very difficult to cope with the, that new reality and to stay grounded when you have to go forward in life and deal with these kind of situations. One of the things mm -hmm. that I would like you to consider is to think about more about how you can ground yourself first because when you can ground yourself more completely, you will find that it's easier to deal with everything and also to, um, I guess, sense things around you. When you um, said that you wanted to know if he had any last messages or last words for you, uh, is there something that you're looking for in particular, like over a certain area of your life? Well, I know he wanted to say something because I can see him choking through his own um, fluid. Mm. But mm. I knew he wanted to say something because I did mm. say my last words and I kind of presented that something like this was going to happen. Mm. Um, and mm. and I kind of felt like I made a decision on how I wanted it to happen. Cause I mean, not not the way he passed away, but the moment. Mm, mm, mm. Well, when I, I look at that energy around it, to me, it's like there's a lot of shock for him as well. I think that he wasn't ready. Uh, he didn't no. fully comprehend what was going on, you know, mm -hmm. and he was a fighter in life and as he was passing over. And it's very, he was very, very a fighter, like he, oh, yeah. he loved he loved life he you know like if he had a choice he he would have fought whatever it was you know oh yeah, there, yeah. Um, and to me I, I could see a lot of you know he just wasn't ready he he wasn't ready mm -hmm. um the shock there was no adjustment to what was going to happen to him and that's very difficult for anyone or any entity to deal with when it's such a suddenness um, and when I look at him and his energy that is still around you, I see a lot of love. I see a lot of sorrow, uh, not only sorrow for his own sudden passing, but sorrow for you because it seems to me that you haven't mm, reconciled it very well. 
Um, of course, this is not an easy thing to reconcile or let's even say get over. But the, the shock that you're still in is very difficult for him to watch or to see or to sense. So that's, again, we go back a little bit to the grounding. If you can find yourself a bit more grounded, then it will be easier for you to go through this um, in, in a you know, slightly more positive way. I hesitate to use the word positive because in many ways there's nothing positive about it. Um, it it's difficult to see that side of things. But at the end of the day, you still need to start grounding yourself. You need to start releasing that energy. You need to let him go. Um, he's still, his energy is still so strong around you that really if you cannot ground yourself and keep groping for him as a soul it'll be very difficult for him to cross you know um and i'm sure andrew will talk about this uh very soon but when someone dies so suddenly it's very difficult for them to even understand that they should cross and because the love that you two had is so strong, it almost holds him here. And I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing or not, nothing that anyone's done on purpose, but it's just that bond that you've had is very, very strong. And the best thing really that you could do is just acknowledge that he's with you. Um, you know, talk to him out loud. There's, there's, you know, nothing wrong with that. If you feel a bit awkward to do it then just do it quietly in your own room but speak the words out loud tell him how much you love him i mean he'll hear it um how it was so sudden how you're not coping well you don't know what you need to do you don't know how you're going to go on and just could he guide you through this on a more emotional level and allow for him to just be with you in this time where you're um let's say a little bit emotionally broken um, but also acknowledge that he's about to enter into a whole different realm that we we as humans in this lifetime couldn't possibly understand so there is a lot for him to go forward to but everyone here needs to now needs to let him go break ties with him on an energetic level not to say that you can't think of him or still want him but on um, an energy level, just to let him go further. Um, did he have a special car? Yeah, I'm. On, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Am I blocking him or something by 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 um, calling him? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say blocking. You know, in many ways, this is a two-way street. He's also. If I put this simply, it's more like he's a bit confused about where to go, what to do. He wants to be with you, but he knows he should be doing something else. So we're talking about now just acknowledging that, acknowledging him know, him knowing that you know, and then encouraging him to move on, to move forward to wherever he needs to go. Um, and this is not by any means an unusual thing, okay? Don't think this is weird. Don't think that because you love him so much, you're not allowing him to go anywhere. It's, it's not like that at all. This is just you know, an unbreakable bond of love that has existed and now it's just time to release that part of it so that he can go further. Um, did he have a special car? 
Um, I think I'm, I'm seeing like this blue, like ever since he passed away, I'm seeing like this blue sparkles on the ceilings. And I wonder if the ceiling has any type of, you know, glitter on it because, because <laughs> I mean, they seem pretty real, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I can't believe I'm seeing this thing. You know, I would say it's, it's, it's all part and parcel of the same thing. When you have... Um, someone that you've been so close to who hasn't really passed over yet, they give you all sorts of signs to let you know. I mean, you know, we've all read about it where sometimes you're sitting there and it's like you can smell their cologne. I mean, there's no one there, there's no wind, yet you can smell their cologne. Um, You catch a glimpse of someone that's like, you're sure it's them, but then when you turn back, there's no one there. Um, You're seeing things that they were fond of that you haven't noticed in years suddenly appear you seeing lights above you in a ceiling to me is is one of those things it's just like i'm here honey you know i'm here don't be scared as a as a entity or a soul or an energy they really cannot do much so any any energy they can expend to show you let's call them signs they will do it it's comforting you know i wouldn't see that as um you know don't take this as you're going mad or um things are no good or something spooky's happening it's it's all good but really it's about you being able to let go and him being okay with letting you go and moving forward as well mm-hmm. so you asked if he had a special car yes um, he was driving a Camaro, a, a gray, metal gray gun um, Camaro. Mm. Do you still t- have the car? No, I had to give it away because I didn't drive. It, it was a lease car. Okay. Did he, before that Camaro, did he have a, like a favorite car that he named? Mm, oh, yeah, he named his car. Um, oh, shoot. It's okay. Yeah, I, I, I've I've been communicating with this energy since since the first moment that you called in, and I'm going to just push it a little bit here, and uh, I just want you to repeat after me. We're gonna we're gonna help the two of you come to a better understanding of the energies that are going on. Is that all right? You want to do that? Yes. All right. So just repeat after me. I in this ever present moment. I am this. Ever present moment. Ever present moment. Choose. Choose. And then say your husband's your, your husband's name. Nick Edwards. Nick Edwards, to come to my presence. To come to my presence. So I may acknowledge your wisdom. So I acknowledge your wisdom. And understand our life process. And understand our life process. I ask that we begin the process. I ask that we begin the process of self-awareness. Of self-awareness. I ask that your highest angelic beings. I ask that your higher angelic beings create a moment of visitation with me. Creating. Creating a, a moment of visitation with me. Visitation with me. So I may experience in my mind. So I may experience in my mind. 
the last words you, you were meant for me. The last words that you were meant for me. I bring this to you out of love. I bring this to you out of love. So you have nothing left unfinished here. You don't have nothing left of this energy here. Unfinished here. Unfinished here. I love you with all of my heart. I love you with all of my heart. I miss you in my world. I miss you in my world. I miss you in my world. And I want to bring visions of love to you. And I want to bring visions of oh, love to, to you. you. So we may begin the process. So we may be in the process of co-creation at a higher spirit level. For procreation at a higher level. I ask that the light of the astral worlds. I ask that the light of the astral world. Shine down upon him. Shine down upon him. And draw him to the highest forms. And draw him to the highest forms. So he may have his full life review. So he may have all his life review. I ask that my guardian spirits. I ask my guardian spirits to escort him upon this road of eternity. Escort him to the road of eternity. The road of eternity. So he is not distracted. So he's not distracted. But completes his process of becoming a spirit being. But completes his process of becoming a spirit being. We shall meet again another lifetime. We shall meet again in another lifetime. You will be here with me and the children. You will be here with me and the children. In my heart. In my heart. In their hearts. In their hearts. And all other hearts of all others that loved you. And all of the others, the hearts that love you. You are never forgotten. You are never forgotten. You are my hero. You are my hero. And my lover this lifetime. And my lover this time. I say to you the following. I say to you the following. I will love again. I will love again. And I will honor you by having more love in my life. Honor you by having more love in my heart. I will honor you <laughs> by finding <laughs> companions in my life who fill me. Right. I will honor you. By finding companions in my life. In my life. Who will fulfill me. Who will fulfill me. Greater than we could have done before. Greater than we could have done before. Our purpose of coming together. Our purpose of coming together. Has not been forgotten. Has not been forgotten. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. I protect you on your infinite journey. I protect you on your infinite journey. Journey. And now we must let go. And now we must let go. And allow spirit to be spirit. And allow spirit to be spirit. And flesh to be flesh. And flesh to be flesh. From this point forwards and backwards in time. From this point forward and backwards in time. I extend my love to Nick. I extend my love to Nick. 
so he may have the furthest journey into the astral realms. So he may have the furthest journey into the astral world in life? Yes. <clears throat> and so be it. So be it. Here we go. He's crossed over now. Really? Yeah. Now his form of communication is going to change for you. He's going to start coming to you in the dreams as he goes through the rest of his life review and begins to see moments of great joy and happiness that were created by his presence around you. Mm -hmm. Okay, And those future moments where there'll be the family dinners, where there'll be the remembrance of him. And he will be there in those moments. And he will be your garden guardian because you are his garden guardian. Yeah. I, I know that he's, he's around, but I don't know if he was, you know, resting in peace. Because sometimes, you know, my mom tells me, you know, he if you keep, you know, calling him or you keep being depressed, you're not going to let him go. Now it's time for you to remember that you have to have companions in your life that fulfill you like, like, like he did. That no one will ever be equal. Nobody's gonna be the same. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't not love this life. You will honor him and give him a greater journey by being able to love again. You cannot go through your life without being able to love again. That's what he his final message to you was make sure you love again. He doesn't want to come back another lifetime where there's a damage from him leaving. Or other lifetimes where you were damaged when you had to leave. It's a repetitive process. And it's time for it to end so that the both of you grow as the greatest spirits on earth and in the astral realms. Yeah. Well, what was the thing about the car? Does he want me to do something? Um, he had a special little thing to do with the cars. And it was his, it was his way of communing to me that it was him and not something else in your life trying to pretend to be him. And you happen to have a few extra entities that want to try to pretend, and they're not bad entities. They're just trying to help you get over what's going on. Okay? <laughs> Sometimes our angelic beings will do these things as lesson moments. And sometimes they make simplistic mistakes because we in our own grief take one message to mean something else or change the nature of the message every time we think about it. And you must begin to remind yourself, you have to allow yourself to love again in a new format. So his physical body isn't there, but that means you can still love his spirit body just as you were doing in the little, in the little conversation we had. Those out loud conversations with him do connect to him. Yeah, I know he had a blue car. It was, um, I don't know. Um, do you know anything about my past life? Um, I I think that it would be better after after doing a crossover like this that that we would talk privately. Um, there are some things there that that I don't think are for air right now. I think that. Yeah, right now you just deal with the energies of the crossing over. You go back and listen to what Kathy had talked to you about, and then actual, if you could write down the words I had you repeat, and you say them a couple times, you know, a week, 
so that you can begin to have the visitation energy because everything's going to change for you once you have your visitation and your final exchange where you know you wake up in the morning and you you swear to god you had a dream with him and it was him and you were talking and the whole the whole experience that's yeah, called a visitation but i want to i'm sorry i want to see him happy every time i dream about him i don't feel like he's happy it's cuz he wasn't crossed over and he was still attached to your energy where you were not happy yeah. And you're going through a process where you're denying love from many other beings who just want to be your friend. Mm -hmm. And what about his daughter? What does she want from me? We've been having this legal process back and forth, and there's nothing there that she can claim. It's Again, when you is have this going to gonna be have, over? Yeah, you have to let all of that energy go. That is what was holding his spirit here. Confusion. Yeah. Darling, we have got to move on to the next caller. Okay, thank you so much, Andrew. You are so welcome. You have a really, really good day. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. The next caller is 678. Your name and where you're calling from? Hi, Andrew. Hi, Captain. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. My name's Lori. I'm calling from Atlanta. Lori from Atlanta. Welcome to the show. What kind of questions do you want to ask? <clears throat> Well, thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. Um, I have a few questions, if possible. Um, I need to. Um, I'd like to know more about my past lives, and also I'm, I'm involved in a situation of employment. Whereas I am self-employed, but I had a friend of mine who has come back with this very, very humongous humanitarian project, and sort of. I know that it'll help humanity, but it kind of goes against everything that I believe in, and I'm not sure where to go with that. Don't take it on. I'm sorry? It'll be, do not take it on. It will be an albatross around your neck. Okay. I, 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 the second I, I heard you speak the energy, I went into the frequency, and it's not that this person is bad at all in any way, shape, or form, and the, and the, and the project has great potential, but it is not your mission. Okay. Your mission is very, very, very specific and different than what you might even expect. So you wanted to know about past lives, and this relates directly to your mission, okay? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a, a question here about your early life. I'm going to go to age 12, 13, right about the time where you began to experience male energy, puberty exp expression. Do you remember where yeah. you were living? I was living between three places, uh, New York, uh, uh, Brooklyn, New York, Petersburg, Virginia, and St. Thomas. Uh, uh, St. Thomas, Island. Thomas Island? Yes, Virgin Islands. I was, I was traveling um, three times a year. And why were you traveling? Just because uh, at that time, uh, my, parent, my, my mother had the availability. I was spending the summers uh, with her family in the islands. I was doing uh, springtime with her uh, in Virginia, going to school. I would take my records with me to New York and go spend the springtime with my father and his wife. Okay. Do you remember times where uh, time where time didn't really work for you? Clocks didn't work for you? Um, Watches, you could no longer wear a watch. This would be at that age, right around puberty. Yes, I do. Do you wear watches I today? Uh, I just recently started putting one on here. Had to be maybe within the last month. I, I would stop that. Okay. 
your whole perspective this lifetime as a soul was to conquer time. You are a time traveler through and through. Every lifetime that you could learn esoteric practices or systems, you ultimately began to discover that your consciousness could travel through time. You are one of those grand thinkers and searchers of the universe who figured out there was a massive, gigantic, universal puzzle going on on Project Earth. And you began to incarnate yourself here long before the Galactic Ascension Machine was created 54 million years ago. You came here about 290 million years ago. And you were a rock, just a founding rock, but you were a founder of this world. Hmm. Of, of this earth? One of many millions, but yes, you were one of the founders of this world in its original rock creation before there was organic life on it. Okay. Okay. Now, what do you do for business? Uh, right now, it's, it's basically helping people. Right now, I'm, I'm a courier, and I, I curry medical forms to, to that, that's to be digitized. But my, but and that's the employment that I have. My self-employment is where I find uh, money that's lost for people, and I uh, reconnect them. And that's and that's one of my main missions. Everything that I do is, is, is I'm a connector. I'm a dot connector. I gather information and move it from where it is to where it needs to be. And what I'm telling you now is all of those skills that you learn will directly translate into you understanding the perception of time. Everything has its dot and its piece and its connector to it. Okay? Okay, this is going to be a, a, a little bit of a... All right, hold on. That's our break music. So stay on the line, and when we come back, we'll continue this. I was talking to you about time traveling, and you were telling me about your job... And uh, yes. you, 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 you go and find money for people. How is it that right. you got that job, that, that, that self-employment? Uh, by chance, uh, it was a choice between uh, flipping houses and real estate and had a little extra money. I've been, I've been entrepreneur all my life, and this particular time I had extra money in my hand, and uh, I was in the process of heading towards flipping houses with Dave Lindell, and that process just looked a little, little too long for me, and I ran across Bitcoin. Okay. And this one is so easy. It's the dot connecting thing. And I was telling you before about time traveling and that age. So that is the age you had, um, let's just say it, other versions of yourself who were very pro, pro you. They wanted you to survive. They wanted you to thrive. And they also knew that they would have to give up some of their power to make sure you could survive and thrive. So that that time, 12, 13, and just to the earliest parts of 14 is where you would have had massive, massive, massive spiritual communication in your dream space, in your physical space, where you would have gone through a massive rewiring of your energy jaw, energy body so that you would not be affected by the great ripples of time that were happening all around us. It's like they installed a time shield on you. Mm, okay, I can, I, can, I can go with that. I can. Okay. At, at yeah. what point did you decide that, that spiritual life was, was equal to your physical life in your, in your development? Uh, 
I want to say it, it was like a process of through my teens. That was something that happened through my teens because as I got older, because that, that's another part of the questions that I want to ask you, is because I, I'm going to say my teens. At that point, I became strong enough to fight off because I, I guess I chose to jump in a, in a family realm that is very money-oriented, and I am so not monetarily oriented. And they feel like I'm just a dead duck in the water. They don't understand what happened in my world. So it had to be around my team that I decided. And this this is where the next level of spiritual protection would have come for you. And this form of spiritual protection is, let's just say, you can be like a like ever heard of the Long Island medium or, or somebody that's a medium and they cross over entities? Yes, yes. Except you were doing that specifically for people that were dead in time. There are time travelers that die with no source frequency of time and end up in a void space. And you became one of those beings over many millions of years because you were a founder rock species on this world um, to be able to do that. So if because everything crosses over to its own version of its astral realm to go through its incarnation, reincarnation, or expellation process. So you came in this lifetime to hold the anchor space for the guardian beings of time. Not just, there's many factions of them. This is one of the one of the factions that is working with you. That when a a being lost in time sends out a pulse frequency to beings in time, going, "I'm lost in time." If you are able to hear it, your dreaming body will dispatch a series of special energy bodies. And this was part of the upgrades that they gave you during that that time frame. You went into money and business because. In ultimately, your higher soul knew that what you were going to get paid in the physical wealth section and what you would learn skill set wise would continue to procreate the right energy environment of you being able to cross over beings that are dead in time. Okay. That that's, a lot to ta- that's a lot to take on, but when I'm looking at you through the Akashic records and the, and the guardian beings that are there, it is as if they've been knocking on your door to go down this path for a long time. And it's like the door you keep walking by. It's a teacher's office. You never want to go into. Yeah. Cause that's the other question I want to ask you. What am I, 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 I don't know what I'm scared of. You're scared of yourself and your own power. I, I'll put it this way. If you had made decisions earlier in your life, you would probably be doing what I'm doing now, but in your own form, in your own form of education. On radio, not necessarily on radio, but you would have made a massive impact wherever you you went. Okay. Is that chance lost or I just need to work work with you? You just need to work out the fear side. And this is where I want to bring Kathy in on process of action and inaction. Now, Kathy is very, very special with understanding business. And because she's also a specialist in psychic and numbers and stuff, she puts patterns together that will assist what I have just kind of spoken to you. And then when she's done, I'm going to follow it up with something because I think it's going to be a great teaching for everyone. Thank you for calling. No, thank you. I appreciate you being here. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Um, can I ask you, how long is it that you've been doing this finding money thing? 
Um, I've just gotten to the point where um, it's been a it's been a year. Last year is where I actually ran into it. I've gotten all my paperwork and everything together, all my lawyers lined up, and I've actually not helped a single person yet. But everything is in place to have it happen, and I, that is where I'm stuck. I have everything ready. I have names. I have all the people that need the help. I just have a problem getting to them right now, and that's what I wanted to find out. Why am I stuck? Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you one more question. When you say yes. you have a problem getting to them, what does that mean to you? It just means um, I don't know why I, I, won't, I, I won't take the next step. Mm. I'm watch myself. I know I'm standing at the door. It's basically standing at the door, about to turn the knob. I, I, I have my hand on the knob. I just haven't mm. turned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because work is Sorry, not a uh, problem. Sorry, can you say that again? To do the work is not a problem. What it is that needs to be done is not a problem. It's me connecting with people, getting the information they need from one point to the next point in order for them to receive what they need. It's me. I don't know why I can turn them out. And I believe it has something to do with the monetary funds that will come behind it. Mm. I, I don't know why I have an issue with money. Mm, mm, okay. I understand what you mean. Well, when I look at you and your energy, I would say, you know, throughout your life, you've always had some strange issues with money. For, for me, it's like money's been, um, been used with you as a, not a game, but... It's a, um, a, like a reward system, a punishment reward. So you're, as you grew older, you view it more um, as a young person's socialization, shall we call it, a bit like Pavlov's dog. You've been taught yeah. that taking money, what you would consider easy money, not that you haven't worked for it, but it seems too simple um, as being wrong, whereas you gloss over the fact about how you spent hours and hours and days and months doing XYZ to get there. Because for you the concept is too easy, you then not fear it, but you won't grab it. Um, to go more in depth into it, it's more like this. When you look at yourself and you value yourself in terms of um, work fulfillment and money, you have never been able to find a clear balance. For you, anything that comes easy is suspicious and no good. If you work like a dog, get paid virtually nothing or even get, you know, shafted, you, somehow you find that acceptable. And this right, is... And I, <laughs> sorry, go on. No, I'm saying I know that's wrong. Yes, I yes. know that's wrong. Yes, I, intellectually you know it's wrong. But, you, you know, it's... It's, I'm not going to say it's your upbringing, but, you know, throughout your life from point zero to now, that's kind of how you've been socialized, you know, through many, many different people and many life experiences. So it's very difficult for you to comprehend now that you're in a spot where you can have financial success. And even though you still work like a dog to get there, you consider it too easy. Um, and the financial reward is too much. You know, and even if it's only like $10 too much, you would consider that too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So one of the things that you need to start looking at for yourself mm -hmm. is think about it like this. What is your value? I mean, seriously, what is your value? And look at yourself very harshly 
and think about it because if I was to use, let's say, zero to a million as being the possible realms of uh, your value, I am sure you would say your value is like 5,000, 6,000, um, which is like so low that it shocks me almost to even say those words out loud. But in your mind and in your energy and how you feel, that's how much you feel that you're worth. And let me tell you now that it is wrong, okay? That is not what you're worth. For whatever reason that led you to that belief, it is wrong. It's time to re-educate your brain, your body, your mind, your emotions, and your energy to say, you know what? In actual fact, I think my value is, and let's let's go on the lower side for you to adjust. It's 600,000. Okay? Yeah. Start with 600,000 because your goal is to get up to feeling like you're the million. But 600,000 actually is way out of your scope in terms of you accepting that is your value. And I'm only using these numbers because we have to use a, a number to judge this on. Okay? I appreciate so, that. Thank you. Yeah. So what I want you to do is every day visualize I'm worth what? See yourself in your head. Put dollar signs all around you like it's raining, you know. It's raining dollar signs. That's what you need to visualize. And put the figure right underneath you, right on top of you, right next to you. If you can't visualize it, then you draw a stick figure with all the money around you, dollar signs or whatever it means for you, and stick it on your mirror, stick it on your door, all your entrances. Stick it there. So every time you walk past, you see it. Because you have to really, really accept that you're worth it. Until you can do that, you will always have problems with whatever you're doing. Whether it is this particular project or another project, you're always going to lowball yourself. From now on, think, no lowball. Lowball is no good. I must have my true value. And it's between you and your brain and your emotion. No one else can make any difference to it except those three parts of you. The more that you can accept it, the more that you will start to embrace that whole part of yourself and you will suddenly find that there is much more abundance in your life, not even just this thing. Other things suddenly open up to you. And once you can feel confident about it, you'll have no problem embarking on this, open, turning that knob, banging on a door, phoning some up, someone up with the good news. But you have to believe it yourself. You have to feel it, smell it, touch it, and then embark on it. Okay. I know this is very difficult. It's very, very difficult because you will keep lowballing yourself. I can see you already saying, well, I don't even know about 5,000. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> okay. I am not a snake oil man. What is it they call it? Uh, Yes, yes, this is true. <laughs> you have definitely got at least 600,000 value. <laughs> Do not lowball yourself. Wow. Okay. You have that potential to go the full million. It's just we can't give yourself too big a step to start with. So start with that one. Work your way up. But really do the figures if you want to put color on it you do it you do it whatever it needs to be done for you that makes you believe it your only your okay. mind knows yourself the best okay. but at so, bare minimum you have to do that <laughs> now we come back to time 
time does not equal money. And this is why you have a, a dichotomy going on in your choice points of spiritual life versus monetary life versus the family life that was about business versus the hours of work, which you make money back on, which then puts you back into more projects of business. Yeah. What I'm saying is you need to make more than one business. And the second or third or fourth business has to include the concepts of you manifesting money strictly from the mind aspect. It's not going to take physical calls or letters. It is you and your mind connecting to your spirit guides and guardians and going through the opening process, and you make that a business prospect for yourself. Because once you understand no time, which is doing the good work inside yourself, self-healing, self-nurturing, self-education with the higher spirits, you can manifest in this world something that has, that is so valuable that your business side will make all the doors open for it instantly. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to go over that one again. Okay. So I, I got a question for you now. So... Yeah, sure. The family and the business, about how many hours a week do you work with your, uh, with your courier job, too? The courier job is strictly at night. My mother, is, uh, my mother can't drive, so I, that's the reason I'm here in Atlanta. I got sick. I came to Atlanta. She, I was on my way to Florida. She, she had a stroke, so I stopped here. I've been staying here with her and actually trying to correct karma that um, I realized what happened was my sister passed away and nobody called me. Everybody knew where I was, but nobody called me. And I, I, at that point in my life, I realized that everybody had a shitty uh, outlook of who they thought I was. So I'm, I'm in the process of repairing whatever, whoever they thought I was, I'm in the process of correcting that. And that and, is uh, why this, 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 you called and your, your Akashic record and your spirit guides opened a door for me so that I could, let's just say, create a test that you will test yourself on that isn't pass and fail. Okay? And this is a process of understanding you still have to live in the physical world, but there is a great spiritual world calling, and you would do great healing to your own family by sharing that experience with them. Okay? Okay. Um, have you ever thought about being a hands-on healer? Yes. I actually, that, actually, I'm heading towards, I want to start a soul healing meditation center. And that is what I'm trying to do is I can get See, my money that's, together. That's, is, that's the business side of you who doesn't have those skills just yet but knows that it could create a, 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 a profit margin that's acceptable to the business maker. I'm saying you're at the stage where you need to go and learn the skills. And guided meditations, those are all fun and cool, but those are all ephemeral. They, they don't actually do much unless the person puts the energy in them. What I'm saying is you need to go and learn something like, like a four-month class or a six-month class in something like cranial sacral therapy. Well, cranial sacral sacred therapy? I've never heard sacral, of that. Okay. It's called CST, cranial sacral therapy. You can go to upledger.com, U-P-L-E-D-G-E-R.com, and they're the creators of cranial sacral therapy. It's accepted by the American Medical Association, and those people do incredible work. And it is one of those things where your particular putting the dots together skill set that you've already described would give you 
hands up better 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 skills than anyone that's coming into the course with no knowledge or wisdom you know it's like a natural football player or somebody that's you know six foot eight you know in in their 12th grade and playing basketball you're just that much better than everyone else okay can you give me that information one more time upledger.com u-p-l-e-d-g-e-r uh-huh Okay, and you just go to them and you'll learn about cranial sacral therapy. There are classes all over, and I believe there's a big class center just south of Atlanta, Georgia, actually. Yes, sir. I'll take care of that. So that's a four-month, a six-month class, though, though you may find individual trainers around you who can, who can organize classes. Cranial sacral therapy goes up to many levels. One's called myofascial release, where you use the energy of your body and your ability to put together a pattern of, of, of healing techniques and then using your, your energy to create another set of patterns in the body. And this is called myofascial release, where the actual muscles and ligaments that are around the bone and, and hold everything together create a tension factor. And you can release the tension around the fascia and actually create great healing scenarios where the cranial fluid from the brain to the tailbone opens up and you have these massive exchanges. And this is healing at the highest level. And I think you need to skip the AAA leagues and go right into something like that and share that with your family. By doing that, whatever you felt that you would have slights to the family, not only will you heal a trillion fold, but they will open up to you and tell you about their life traumas. Okay. 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 You can still continue on with everything else. You just need to understand you need to compartmentalize what is business spiritual projects and what is your own spiritual project. Okay. So some compartmentalization is needed here. And then the non-compartmentalizing side, the side of you that decides, I do want to go and learn this. I do want to make this a part of my life. I do want to be able to say, hey, I can put, do, do some work on my mom after a stroke. And many stroke patients who seek, seek cranial sacral therapies immediately get some level of movement back facial structure back if their face has been paralyzed. It's easier for them to learn how to use a fork and a knife when the cranial sacral person is constantly re-energizing their nerve synapses or cycling the cranial fluid to make sure that it isn't stagnant in C6 or C5. Okay, that would explain um, my, my aunt had a tumor removed and of course she went through the stages of coming back from somebody you know, messing around inside her head. I, I was the one that got the music that she needed for the neural, the neural steps to connect and all like that. And at yeah. night, I would just play music for her. And that is you okay. innately trying to be the healer. Got it. That's built inside you. Now it's time for you to acknowledge, yes, I've created all of these other things. They will be what gives me fuel as the human being to go and learn a craft that I can pay back with my family and begin to do this on, on, a, on a scale that... I know I'm giving something good back to the world. Right. I've, I've always wanted to help humanity. I didn't know how. Well, here's a course. All you have to yes. do is take the first step. Okay. I can do that. All right, do. brother. We've got to move on to the next caller. This has been Not really good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. You have a good one. And we'll be back right after the break.
Kathy, are you there? Yes, I'm here. We've had Great a special to be here again. Yeah, we've I had know. A, Sorry. That, yeah, that last one with 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 time and money. It, it is it is. It is one of those great teachings many people can begin to learn from. His particular founding here, he's been around since the beginning, and now it's time for him to look at that world where he, world where he never really looked at it at a bigger scale. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was very, very interesting. I mean, even just to discover your time traveler must be just overwhelming. Yeah, but it was one of those moments where his spirit's guides and his Akashic record really showed that this was his chance and like we ended up finding out in the call you know he's there taking care of an aunt, his aunt with a stroke and, and and discovering how people thought about him and he gets a chance to change it and share that experience with them mm, yeah it's going to be such a enriching time for him and his family to go through all that yeah and and both you and i've had cranial sacral therapy and you know and we can't talk enough about it Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just changes you so much and releases so much of you. It takes such a, actually a bit of a a little bit of time to, to sort of reconcile everything within yourself and feel your body internally move around and you know recapture parts of yourself that were pretty much you know you thought lost. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we want to remind everyone, Revolution Radio at freedomslist.com is a totally listener-supported station with no corporate agendas whatsoever. So please stop on by that site support button and keep the station going. And for those of you that are interested in a private session and then want to go deeper with your questions with either Andrew or myself, go ahead and call the office now at uh, area code 1 for uh, America then 360-894-0692, and they will be happy to answer any questions you have. Again, the number for a one-on-one session with Andrew or myself is 1 for America, 360-894-0692. All right, we're going to move on to the next caller. 720, your name and where you're calling from? Hi, my name is Mary Ann. I'm calling from Denver. Hi, Marianne from Denver. What kind of questions do you want to ask today? Oh, boy. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for your work. Um, I have been trying to figure out what is wrong with my life. In fact, one day my brother said to me about eight years ago, who were you in a past life? Because I started out, well, when I was really young, I had this recurring nightmare that I believe went on for years. And then after I got over that, um, I had this great sense of power, like I was here to do something really important, and I would always go around like as a, like in my late um, mid to late teens and early 20s asking people, like, what do you think I should do? What should I do? I just had this burning thing, and everybody said, oh, you'll find out. And it never happened, and then life sort of devolved into a bunch of like depression and in and out of drugs, in and out of alcohol, lot of sexual addiction, and um, then I started um, getting myself together a little bit more, like spiritually, um, around my earlier mid-40s, I think, and it's kind of been on a path, and then recently I heard you talking about, like, a divinity path person who got, like, messed with on a timeline, and I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if that's what happened to me? Like, am I a divinity path individual? Or, 
you know, I just don't know. So, like, what is okay. like the issue I, I, with I've my tuned, life? I've, I've tuned into your energies, and okay. what what's going on here is some of it is is because of the alcohol and the sex addiction addictions you have. You gave away power to other people. And once you started giving giving away power, it wouldn't have mattered if you were a divinity path being, a celestial being, galactical being, or, or uh, an amoeba. You gave away so, so much power that your journey now is to reclaim that power. And you actually came in with this as a life contract. Um, mm-hmm. What had gone on in about 1200 BC is you were a part of a Mayan culture that went through a lot of sacrificing of, of people to an energy process. And you were one of those high priestesses and priests because you did this over many lifetimes where tens of millions were, were sacrificed. Mm. Now, you're not the only one that's done that. In fact, millions and millions and millions have done this throughout history. So do not think of yourself as a bad person. You made a choice as a soul, and every single person that was sacrificed under you also made a choice as a soul to have that in their repertoire of experiences. Now, at the other end, you chose in, in in that previous time, at a future time, you would take on the contractual weight and energy of all those who, whose life was taken through that contract of that sacrifice, and in your future life, as a divinity path being, you would try to heal all of them simultaneously by acquiring all of the power you got, you've given away back to you in this lifetime. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying about giving away of power? I believe I do. Um, I'll, I'll oh, give it a little like an energetic level kind yeah, of. Yeah, well, let me give um, it a little set of extra words okay. here. Every okay. time you have ever asked someone else's opinion of what you should do, where you should go, and not using your own, you're giving power away. And there was an entity in you that was manipulating you to do that. Mm-hmm. Is that okay. entity still in me? Yes, it is still in you because it is you. It's called your parasympathetic. It is the programs you created at the youngest of age where you took on a form of, of, a high form of spiritual guilt. Okay? And in that spiritual guilt, you gained power from it. That is why when you were in your teens, you were going around with all this power going, what should I do? What should I do? Because you were expecting a teacher to step forward and guide you on the path of the divinity being. But there were no teachers there. Your teachers became drugs, alcohol, sex, and all those other classic things that take away from the spice of life when you're much older. And you look back on the memories and go, what did I really accomplish then? Yeah, like, I, I just feel so tired of taking care of myself anymore. Like, I'll, I'm going to be 60 next month. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I'm just done with life. Like, I don't care anymore. I, I like taking care of myself, you know, day after day, month after month is a drudgery. I'm not doing that well financially. And I feel like, what am I getting out of this anymore? Well, and well that is what you have on. That is what you have to change. And only you can change this because this is something you created as a soul 
so that the soul can use you as the experiment of how to make it change. Okay? You're essentially going to be teaching... Me. Hold on a second. You're, okay. you're going to be teaching your higher soul through your experience of self-healing, self-nurturing, self-motivation, creating of sacred ceremonies for yourself, not external reasons, not inviting people to be a part of your ceremonies and rituals, and to not be a a a hermit. You still have to go out and be in the world. But when you are at your home, you have to begin to making those sacred moments and not inviting people to be a part of your sacred moments because it's your mm -hmm. private sacred moment of reclaiming your power. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah, my now, whole next, life is like this yeah, the next thing, yeah. The next thing here is, is an understanding of exchange for energy when it comes to the spirit work that you have done this lifetime. And you have done work. You have gotten over hurdles in this life that many others would have never gotten over. And that is yes, the divinity path being in you. So that yeah. other person you were talking about that was affected by time, they were powerful esoteric practitioners who were trying to alter the timeline. Not all divinity path beings do that. There are others that are here just to bear witness to the changes because them bearing witness to the changes allows them to go through the change as a divinity path being into the next expression of divinity where we're on the 18th spoke of expression where there's a whole new universe in which divinity beings can simultaneously exist in here and there. So your particular process is self-observation, self-understanding of the DNA skin suit to get mm. physically fit to add 10 to 12 pounds of muscle to you and what does it take to motivate and every time you find yourself not motivated you have to do a question and answer with yourself as if you were the CIA investigating yourself why am I not doing this why can I not do that why can I not go on a 10,000 step program where you're doing 10,000 steps a day each in answer when you find the root answer of why is I don't want to you'll understand that is the parasympathetic and not the I am. The parasympathetic mm. is the thing you said, all right, what, asking everyone else, what do you think I should do? And you became an open book that people could write in. You got to close the book, close the energy, and make sure the parasympathetic, the subconscious side of you, is no longer in control of how you expend your energy. Hmm. Hmm. Are there, are there certain rituals or practices or techniques that can, one can use to um, yes. uh, take away the power of the parasympathetic? Yes. The contract revocations are the first ones to, to look at. Have you read those? Okay. Yes, I've done some of them. And boy, and I, to, yeah, a little bit of anger comes out when I read them. I, mean, ah, I know. Very firmly, very yeah. firmly. And I've also heard you talk about the dreaming body, either with Earth at the North Pole or with the sacred geometry of your city. And for a couple of nights when I lay down at night, I very firmly said, I, as a sovereign being, you know, am going to dream with the Earth, not with the sacred geometry of my city. I align my body with the Earth. And then I would have what seemed like completely dreamless sleep. Like, I'd sleep all through the night like a rock, and in the morning... I would wake up, I'd start having these thoughts, and then I'd realize that they weren't thoughts. They were like the tail fragment memories 
of a dream I had. And I'm like, wait, wait, that was a dream. And I try to remember it and then it would go away. Um, okay, that's very common. That's very common for people who have given away so much power that they get a good night's sleep and right at the end they get the tail fragments of the dream. That means you were doing the spiritual mechanics correctly. And you need okay. to recreate that more and more and more. And you have to learn to source happiness from it. If you source happiness, yeah, if you source happiness from contract revocations, you will have incredible reconnections to your dreams. But there's a process. When you reconnect to your dream world, sometimes you just need a month of really good sleep before you can have incredible dreams again because you have been so burnt and spent out on energy. Is that why I sleep so much anymore? It's like all I want to do is sleep. I could sleep nine, That's 10, the depression. hours. That's the depression. Okay, that's the depression trying to take away from the experience where you're manifesting while you're awake and doing things such as adding muscle to your body, such as going out and doing something that sources happiness with being with friends, that creates cool memories so that when you go back and talk about your day to yourself, oh, that was really fun. I want to do that again. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, is that is the is are the lifetimes as a Mayan priest and priestess involved in sacrifices? Is that the main thing that you? No, that that in? that's just what you. That's just what puts you where you're at today. Because you asked the divinity path question, and okay. I don't frequently on air talk about what sacrifice means because there's every being that's a part of a sacrifice is on a soul level contracted to do it. So yeah, when, no, I, when you, that's you, cool. When you I know get, that, I get all that stuff yeah. too, but I, I'm wondering if you saw anything else. You, there's other thousands lifetimes. of other other lifetimes, but they the common thing is a reflection of that Mayan teaching. Whether hmm. it's you're a warrior that has a thousand warriors under you and they all die in a battle and they're sacrificed a different way. All right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, that's what you're dealing with as a divinity being. All you've taken on the weight of everyone that's ever worked with you during the last million and a half years. And you have to stop that. It's a a good thing, right? Isn't it? Yeah, that's a good thing. Because none of them would have a chance to be alive now. You are their anchor to have a, a lifetime that has nothing to do with you now. Bob in Japan, Joe in Israel, who never have met you. But the whole reason they have an immigration date is because you took on a contract to give them one. And that contract was to overcome the divinity path process so the new divinity being can be reborn inside you. Okay. Boy, am I going to break through this? In this life, I mean, like you give. I know people. The answer is yes. The answer is yes, but getting started is the most is the first thing. It's like a a a a grass cutter that you know it's got gas in it, but it's just not starting. You're pulling and pulling and pulling, and it's not starting. Mm -hmm. This is where Mm -hmm. I say you need an electric start grass cutter which is martial arts, which is yoga, which is hands-on healing, and giving yourself four to six hours a week of practicing that in your own self-practice and then eventually practicing on other people, other places, other things. Okay. Hey, darling, I've got to move on to the next caller. He's been waiting for a long time just like you. I want to give him a, give him a chance. Thank you so much. I really You are so it. welcome. So Take next care. caller is Stephen. Are you there? Stephen. 
Hey, Steve, how you doing today? Ah, we cannot hear you. <laughs> you had been waiting for so long. No. <laughs> it's just one of those days. It's the one monkey. One of those days. You're the monkey. So, so we want to remind people, you can call via Skype. Um, you have to add Revolution Radio as part of the Skype. It's Freedom Screen. So those international callers that, that wanted to be able to call in, remind that. Um, we'll see if we can get Steve back here. Um, so we have one more caller. 917, are you there? 917. Yes, I'm here. Your I'm name here. and where you're calling from? Hi, my name is Michelle Ginello, and I'm calling from New Jersey. Michelle from New Jersey, welcome to the show. We've got about six minutes left, and we, we wanted to make sure everyone that was on the, the initial call order made it through. So what kind of questions do you want to ask? I guess for me, um, I've had a thyroid disease since I've been nine years old, and I have to speak my truth, I think, to open it up, but I don't know what that is. Okay. Kathy, do you want to take a, take a shot at that? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I missed the middle bit. You wanted to... Don't know how to open up what? Sorry, I have a th I have um, Hashimoto thyroiditis, and I want to heal it. So I, it's something with opening up my voice and speaking my truth in this lifetime. I just don't know what that is or how to connect to it. Oh, I see. Sorry, I, I missed the word voice. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, okay. When I look at your energy, I would say that certainly you do have some energy going on there. Um, I would say more to the point that I, I see, let's, let me see if I can cut the body up. It's the, the chest between the, the bottom part of your breast to the uh, chin, that part of mm -hmm. your torso, to me is really highlighted in energy there. It, it's like you've got a lot of blockages. Um, I would say it doesn't, to me, look as simple as just a thyroid thing. I see more blockages um, throughout the chest kind of area. Do you have um, lumps in your upper breasts? Um, I've had fibroids before. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, put simply, I would say there's a lot of lymphatic stuff that is not moving around in your body. Um, okay. So anything that you could do to move the lymphatic system, especially up the top. So you have a lot of lymphatic nodes that are in your armpit and mm -hmm. just towards your chest. Um, mm -hmm. So even if you can just do every day a bit of self-massage, probably, you know, get a bit of um, or any oil, carrier oil or just uh, baby oil if you've got nothing else and just mm -hmm. do some stimulating um, self-massage in that area just to get the lymphatic system going. Because whatever it is that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, I don't think it's enough to get your particular lymphatic system going. Um, okay. And I'm also seeing cloves being highlighted, which I actually have seen before in someone. They used um, essential oil of cloves, just even the okay. smell of it, or put it in your oil as well. Uh, don't ask me how that stimulates it exactly, but it seems to have worked for other people. So I, I would certainly try that as well but once you start I wonder if get, that has a problem sorry. oh I'm sorry go on no go on go on sorry no because I was having also a problem in my right ovary where I was experiencing pain and I didn't know if it was a cyst so I wonder if that all has something is that all connected as well well to some degree 
a lot is all connected because you also have mm-hmm. a lot of lymphatic nodes in your groin area. So if you mm-hmm. if you go down and you put your hands, you know, in the groin, the, the crease from where your legs are to your torso, all mm-hmm. in there you have a lot of nodes too. So while you're you're doing the self massage anyway for the upper, I would do the lower as well because. Okay. Anything that you can do to, to basically kickstart your lymphatic system to work uh, more effectively than it has, um, okay. you will find. And when you do that, you'll also find that you uh, will have to pee all the time and your pee might be a bit smelly and that's all okay because that will just be toxins that are coming out and being released that are all caught okay. up everywhere. Um, and that will be in the range of normal, so don't worry if that happens. Um, okay. And when you, when you say... Um, you know, have an issue or not issue, just having it more difficult to open up your voice. To me, mm-hmm. I'd say it's, I don't see the voice itself or let's say the actual voice box, anything there that is the issue. To me, you also have a blockage in the back of your neck, which is probably mm-hmm. what is affecting, you know, what you would call opening up your voice. Um, okay. It seems compressed. Did you have um, a fall or an accident that you hurt your head or neck? area like a bit compressed um quite a few years ago uh someone assaulted me they literally beat me up like i didn't think i was going to survive it mm. so i don't know if i'm still carrying trauma from that because i get also very angry and i overreact mm-hmm. like, well i mean my balance is thrown off yeah yeah i understand um i would say you definitely are carrying some physical injury from that because to me, it looks like the, the head and neck have been knocked or, you know, like a fall. If you had been attacked, that would be definitely in the range of things. So I see that it's got a lot of compression. So you certainly want to do things that you can extend your neck, um, free up that tightness in your head. So certainly the cranial sacral, which Andrew has talked about uh, several times today, would okay. be an ideal thing for you. And when they do cranial sacral, they also do inside your mouth. They do mouth Mm -hmm. work, which is normal. And, you know, they put a glove on. But that also loosens up everything inside the head, you know, and and frees everything up. Once you get all this kind of work um, done or, you know, go through the process of, of getting things like this done, you will find that for the first few weeks, maybe even a few months, you might feel more you know, out of it, a bit airy, um, again, normal. It would just be your body processing and realigning, etc. But once you do these few things on a more regular basis, you will find it already has a huge difference to yourself, your sense of well-being, just the, the lightness that you get from your neck, your head, your body. I mean, you'll be like a I don't want to say a new woman, but, you know, <laughs> you will feel so good and so regenerated that everything else becomes so much easier to deal with and your body starts performing at its optimum as opposed to now where it's just chugging along and not getting anywhere. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like a yeah. lot of tension. Can I jump yeah. in here real quick before, we, before the final music? The person that attacked you, what ended up happening to them? Um, I think, uh, they didn't go to jail. It was like a whole case, but I didn't want to speak out against him. It was, it's just too long of a story, but he's out just doing whatever he's doing. So that is another thing that you'll have to deal with is you didn't get justice this lifetime. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and that's okay. you got to understand that 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 assault was spiritually contracted into you, um, as part of the DNA lineage that that he has and that you had, and you guys go away long back of betrayal, and you have to forgive yourself of all the rage you experienced afterwards internally unexpressed because it is now surfacing in you in these in these uh, processes with your Hashimoto's and the swollen glands and the and the different cysts that are going on that is literally rage that has been untapped that you know is inside there but you've hidden away and you have got yeah. to begin to let it out contract revocations are a good way because it begins to stop you from taking on other energy and expelling it out of you doing mm -hmm. fire ceremonies making something sacred in your life so that you can go through the healing process of letting this stuff go. Mm -hmm. All right, that is yeah, the end of the show. Like yeah, that is the end of the show, darling. Maybe you can call again um, and next time when we get a full full thing to you. But we had a, a bunch of callers that were all special Absolutely. teachers, and you too are a special teacher to some people out there. Thank you. Take all right, care. everyone, have a good